0: Welcome, everyone, to the Ask a CEO Show. Ask a CEO interviews bring us inside the corner office and C-suite for discussions with top executives about their journey to leadership and the reality of running their companies today. Our host, Greg DiMetrio, is the CEO of Lorraine Gregory Communications, an award-winning integrated marketing company. He is also the founder of gregscorneroffice.com, the home of the Ask a CEO interviews.
1: Welcome, everybody, to Ask a CEO. I'm Greg Demetrio, your host. My day job is the CEO of Greg's Corner Office and Lorraine Gregory Communications, which is an award-winning integrated marketing company located in New York. The Ask a CEO show brings you conversations with CEOs about their journey to the corner office and and what it took to get there, right, And, and what it's like running their companies. Today, We have an outrageously great privilege. Our guest today is a nationally syndicated talk show host who's celebrating her 12th anniversary of our show, the Donna Drake Live It Up TV show. She's a global ambassador for the United Nations and the CEO of Drake Media Network for over 20 years. Full disclosure, Donna's a dear friend of mine and I've been a guest on her show several times. She has a positive attitude energetic personality and she's all about bringing the best out in people so welcome Donna to Ask a CEO.
2: Thank you so much and what a nice introduction I was like wow I look good on paper. Um, <laughs> thank you so much it's fun this is uh, totally a reversal and it's exciting to be with you and congratulations Greg because I've seen um, you know the dais, I guess, if you would, of all of the different CEOs, and I'm actually honored to be among them. So thanks Hi. for inviting me.
1: Well, you're quite welcome. I can't hold a candle to you, but we'll, we'll give it a good old college try. Okay. So Donna, our audience is a mix of CEOs and those on their journey to the quarter office. Could you tell us a bit more about your background and how you, became to, how you came to become a TV host and then the CEO of Drake Media?
2: I grew up in the Midwest. And I studied uh, graphic art and design and thought I was going to be like a paste-up artist. It was right when uh, computers came on the scene. So I learned traditionally how to be an artist with ruling pins and uh, waxing down type and things like that. Wanted to have my job uh, be in advertising, design, and commercial art, and then decided to get a business communications degree. And how I ended up turning all of that into what I do today is an interesting journey I grew up singing in a patriotic singing group called the Futures of America. And we would sing songs from the thirties to the seventies. We would do a patriotic finale. So I was more of an entertainer and a performer as a kid. And I blended that along with my love for nonprofit organizations, because we would sing for um, veterans. We would sing for camps for children that were uh, you know, physically challenged. And we also sang for Presidents of the United States and we sang at Disney World. Yeah. So I had a really interesting childhood. So through it all, one of my first early jobs in the entertainment industry was picking out music and sound effects for radio and television commercials and for films. And I worked on the Diamond Vision Quantel scoreboard for the St. Louis Cardinals
0: oh my and
2: so I used that yeah so I used that graphic art and design and so in between innings of the St. Louis Cardinal baseball game I would be putting up like the national score and I would be putting up the American score and playing with this um these computer graphics if you will What a great um, experience that was.
1: So you learned learned the back office as well as the front office. You were on camera, on microphone, but you also knew the technology that was behind it all. That's amazing.
2: Never really um, felt pretty enough to be on camera. And I could act and I could be in a film and I could pretend I was somebody else. But for me to actually sit and have the confidence to be Donna Drake uh, took me some time. I didn't like this. You know my nose or the space between my teeth, and I didn't necessarily feel pretty at the time because back then news anchors were all blondes, they only hired blondes, you know nothing gets them, but that's kind right. of you know right. early on right. I didn't I think have, still
1: I think that's still the same way today, quite frankly,
2: yeah, so I just didn't fit that model, so I ended up creating my own, basically is how it all happened so.
1: All right. So listen, so being a personality is a long haul, right? You you have to start at the ground up and people don't even know who you are, blah, blah, blah. At what point did you know that this is what you wanted to do?
2: Well, I knew in second grade that I wanted to grow up to do, I want, I would say be famous, but um, I knew in second grade, I wanted to be somebody because I was getting bullied as a child. So I've spent my entire life trying to prove something to somebody right? I had something to prove. So that used to be the big motivator. It wasn't until I actually interviewed Jay Leno, uh, much, much later that I felt, wow, I actually grew up to be a talk show host. And I was in tears, Greg, and I called my dad and I said, dad, I said, it's not like I grew up to be on the tonight show. I said, the guy from the tonight show was on your daughter's TV show. And he's like, I'm so proud of you. He goes, that's, it was amazing. It took me that long, really, to feel confident to stand on my own two feet and say, I've arrived.
1: We'll get back, we'll get so. back to this personality side in, in a little bit. But I'd really like to know, how do you bring some of those uh, front of camera, front of microphone, technology things to Drake Media Network, which is a completely different thing? Maybe you can tell us about that and, and how that
2: became to be. So being the president of my own company, Drake Media Network, it's an overall umbrella for all the things I like to do. So I do not just the television show, that's just like one little arm, as you mentioned, but I do corporate image videos. I write copy. I do voiceovers for radio commercials. I help behind the scenes script a lot of things that people don't actually know that it's my words, um, whether it's film, television, radio commercials, uh, even do some voiceovers like uh, call now and you can get two videos for the price of one from fitness celebrity, John Bestow. Um, I get called upon a lot to kind of be that overall marketing director for companies. Mm-hmm. You know, so I do a lot of that stuff. Like I'm a hired gun. So Drake Media Network is, like I said, the overall name of my actual company.
1: So Drake Media also does video production, like you said, voiceovers, anything having to do with visual communication you guys are into. Is that
2: correct? That is correct. Wow. I used to do a lot more brochures that people aren't really printing as much, as you know, because you have a big printing company. There's still a need for that. But sometimes it could be a hybrid. Sometimes you still want that printed piece of collateral as well as a video, and they kind of work together in tandem. Um, our company specializes in doing that. I don't actually do the production, per se, right. like you do, but the conception we do. Well,
1: we've coordinated on many we have. <laughs> so what what was the biggest obstacle in getting Drake Media launched? You were already a personality, so now you're going to put this production f- unique production company together. What was the biggest obstacle to get that going?
2: Well, I started um, Drake Media Network actually in the year 2000. So it actually flipped it. So it was, I, became, I was this marketing person, uh, this president of this company, doing local TV commercials and things before I became a personality. Um, and the biggest obstacle for me at that time wow. was, um, you know, f- doing the whole things like like getting a logo getting the letterhead, getting your business card, actually formalizing when you're going to hang a shingle out, mm-hmm. right? And you want to go into business. You have to have those pieces that make other people look at you like a business.
1: So back then you were oh. pretty much, you were pretty much a solopreneur trying to put this company together. And you had to do all the moving parts. Yeah.
2: Yes, absolutely. Amazing. Start it small.
1: You're just an amazing human being. I love you to death. <laughs> so listen, who are the best clients for your company?
2: Um, currently anybody that has a nice personality, I only work with nice people. So if someone, whether it's a small business, a medium-sized business, you know, even a large national company, as long as I vibe with the person, I will work with them. So it's almost an interesting, um, position that I'm in now. When you talk about pivoting and things because of COVID, I want to work with somebody that realizes that it's an opportunity to work with me. No. And I want to work with people that I realize it's an opportunity for me. Yeah, so there has to be this symbiotic I, connection.
1: Yeah, you know, I've seen I've, I've been witness to your show recording many times and and that's one of the things that I take away from it is that the the bond between you and the guests is is, is tangible. I mean, you like people, you bring people on who have a nice story, interesting story, important stories and you just draw out that essence of who they are. I just love to watch it. Uh, Again, full disclosure, Donna films in our big TV studio here at Lorraine Gregory, and I get the pleasure of (laughs) dropping in and being the audience. So it's really kind of cool. So Donna, listen, I'm going to take a little short break to pay some bills. Okay. We'll be back to you in a minute. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And we're back with Donna Drake. Donna, Just before we broke, you talked about uh, the people that you're involved with. And I'd like to hear some of those personalities that you've been able to get on your show because I know many of them, but I'm sure I don't know really most of them. So just give us a taste of who you've been able to interview over the years.
2: Well, some of my um, favorite people over the years have been Tony Bennett and Jay Leno and Howie Mandel and Gloria Gaynor. Mike Tyson, Mike Strahan, you know, some really big, heavy hitters. Equally exciting for me, though, are just like you, other CEOs talking to CEOs that have gone from rags to riches or uh, people that have been third generation of a family business and how those dynamics um, formulate things. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy getting into that, like uh, essence, like you said before, and then I love featuring nonprofit organizations because I feel a lot of times they're not getting the exposure that they deserve and they're working so hard. And so next month, uh, each we take once a month, but next month, I always create um, a potpourri, if you will, of some celebrities, some business owners, and then some nonprofit organizations. And recently I just interviewed Rebecca Zamelo and she has millions of followers and she is doing a free uh, family-geared app, uh,
0: really? social media
2: app. And so people now, because of the fact that they're either coming into the studio to sit with me on camera, they used to fly in from all over the country, but now since some people can't fly in, a lot of people are either Skyping or Zooming in the interviews, mm-hmm. just like we're doing today. How,
1: that, how so, has that impacted the overall production of the show? That's a very interesting. I, I was going to ask it a little later, but now that you brought it up. Okay. Just threw a wrench in, in anybody being with anybody. So you're obviously people have to be there to film them. How did that work?
2: So what we ended up doing ironically, Greg, is that there was a client and a good friend of mine, Mark Simon out of Florida, who was not going to be able to come in one day before COVID. And, um, so we tested all the equipment, maybe just a month or two before all this went down. So I already had a sample of what that could look like. So when this happened, I said, well, if you can't come to me, how? what do you think about how this looks? And people bought in and they liked it. So there's a national ice cream company um, that decided to purchase a segment on my show and it looked great, you know, and it's fun now because I... We also had a caller from India call in. We had someone from the Netherlands call in. So it basically helped expand my business. So you have, an alternative.
1: Well. You have an alternative because you, I know you still have the studio is active. Everybody's masked and hand right. you know, <laughs> sanitizer and social distancing and all that stuff, which makes it really kind of funny to look at sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so you tested the remote part, and that was one of the reasons you were able to continue doing what you're doing because you had to take a big hit on people who couldn't come in.
2: We did. And it was sad because a lot of people were really looking forward to it. It was their like 15 minutes of fame. This was the biggest most exciting thing that was ever maybe going to happen for Mm -hmm. some of them in their life. And it was disappointing for them. I remember taking a call from a woman in Texas and she's like, I've been planning what I was going to wear, what I was going to say. She's like, I told everybody I was going to be on your CBS talk show. I'm so excited. And she goes, and I'm not even allowed to fly in. So we were able to then come up with this alternative solution and Mm -hmm. still fix it. Maybe not exactly the same, right. I don't get to hug as many people as I love hugging, but I do my best to virtually hug people. And I've been doing this little hand motion thing, like giving out people hearts and kissing people through the screen. And so I still try right to- uh,
1: Right but, back at you. <laughs> thanks. Right back at you. But listen, on the business side, how do you, what strategies do you use to, to attract new clients? I mean, is there, is there outreach? Is there a sales organization? What, how do you do that? How do you get clients to come on your show?
2: For the most part, it's by invite only now. And there are some people that will uh, watch the show and then they'll email us through our, um, our website, you know, info at live it up tv or info at the Donna Drake com, And they'll reach out to us and say, well, how do you get on the show? And then we tell them what the process is. It helped when I started taking credit cards that helped tremendously, you know, it's yes, you have to pay a percentage, but we have everybody prepay just like they would a airline ticket. So I don't have to chase after things. They know what they're getting ahead of time. So we've streamlined the process, the onboarding process, if you will. So for me, the sales process isn't really sales. It's more invite. And we invite people. Does this work for you? We think you would be a good uh, candidate for being featured on our show. So we, w- we reach out to companies that I feel are doing good things in the community, products that I like. So we work yeah, I, through that. I understand,
1: I understand that you do a lot of work for agencies in terms of bringing their clients on the show for branding and et cetera, exposure, et cetera. Is that correct? Uh,
2: yeah, I would say about a good, maybe fourth of our clients come from PR agencies and um, ad agencies. And the benefit to them is that they're getting guaranteed coverage because my platform now and my audience has grown tremendously over the years. So if they're looking at spending an advertising dollar, let's say it's just five grand off the top of my head. So if they're going to spend five grand in a print product, they don't know who's seeing it. But our analytics are so on point now and so targeted that I know that people are watching our show. I know that I can guarantee somebody a great result. Um So it's just an easier thing for them. So when they're looking at their client and they pitch me their clients and I say to myself, "Hmm, is that a good fit for my audience? Is my audience going to like them? Because my obligation now is to the audience that every week, you know, if they're watching the actual uh, broadcast production, every week I'm feeding them good information. I'm providing to them services and people that are going to uplift their life in some way or provide value to them. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that it just has made everything so much easier. So ad agencies look at me and they're like, well, I can get you, you know, I'll try to get you on the Donna Drake show. Um, And then we have a conversation. Rarely do I turn anyone away. Okay. Maybe in the last 12 years, maybe there's been a handful of people that somebody have pitched to me and I'd be like, it's not really the right fit. Mm-hmm. Or if a company comes to me and they're just a little too small, I don't want them to pay their last five thousand dollars off their table, and they're not going to be able to pay their food it needs to be uh, pay you know put food on their table. It needs to be an easy yes. But for those that are, it's an easy yes for my show. Sometimes has tripled people's uh, profits. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I it's mean, really talking about.
1: Working. that I mean, I don't want to interrupt you, but talking sure. about that, I do know that you're not only on local broadcast. You're on, you're on OTT platforms. Maybe you want to tell people about what your reach really is.
2: Right, okay.
1: With online.
2: The Wall Street Journal just picked up an article yesterday. Um, I have been for about a year and a half now on a platform called S Like Sam, Be Like Boy, tv.com, sbtv.com uh, with a gentleman by the name of Jack Perry. And there's about 70 of my shows up on that platform. They just took it to the next level. I mean, it is skyrocketing and it's now called View It. It's V-U-I-T.com. And I was one of the five shows that they brought from the old platform to this new platform. So I'm really proud of that, super excited. And OTT uh, is a benefit for many, whether they still wanna have their traditional televisions and they still wanna stay plugged in, or if the consumer wants to really unplug and they just want to watch over-the-top television, which is an OTT network, um, there's a lot of content out there for and a lot of options. So that's, and, all,
1: live, that's all live streaming.
2: Right. And so this is, a, this is a combination of both. This is live streaming as well as um, shows that have been pre-produced and are packaged. And then they can then go and select what they want. So
1: the Donna Drake show has the best of both worlds, the OTT market and broadcast as well. So you're getting dual coverage from one show. That's that's pretty interesting business model.
2: Thank you. We're in 99% of the country. We're in 99% of our country. And we're also in 25. I have viewers in 25 countries around the world right now.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Thank
2: you. So
1: being that you brought in the world, I know you've had some really interesting national and global experiences. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about that before we have to close.
2: Okay. Two of my favorite um, destinations that I was invited to go feature were uh, Nova Scotia. I went to the Wharf Rat Motorcycle Rally in Nova Scotia a couple of years ago. And it's true what they say about Canadians. They are um, exceedingly kind, (laughs) super kind. And I really enjoyed myself there. And then I was honored because they, uh, Japan, I uh, invited my crew, a uh, crew of six of us, to go to Japan because we were pre promoting the Olympics. And I was able to zip line during the longest um, zip line in Asia. I was a little afraid because there were bear on the mountain. <laughs> and once they told me there were bear underneath me as I'm going like three miles full speed ahead. Um, but if you watch the video, the funniest part is the crash landing that I had. I'll just tease it that way. Um, but yes, yeah, so we have been invited to celebrate and be, as you would say earlier in the program, um, a global you know, concierge for somebody, a good global citizen. And I take a lot of pride in representing America when I do that. I'm a big uh, patriot. I love our country and I'm thankful for being here. Uh, but I also have a good respect for others from wherever they are, you know, all humankind.
1: You're an, you're an, amazing, an amazing person. You just, your friendship is so valuable to me, I can't tell you. So before I tie you up for your whole day, okay. I usually ask two different questions of my CEO guests, right? Okay. First, what was the best advice you've ever gotten personally? And what advice would you give our audience of CEOs and those on their journey to the corner office?
2: There was a moment in time where I was feeling um, depressed and I had to walk into a room where I knew that there was someone there in the room that didn't necessarily like me. And the best advice I got was from a friend of mine named Jed, who said, you are Donna and Drake. He goes, you hold your chin up. He goes, you walk into that room. And he goes, and you know that you are loved. And I was like, wow, that was really great advice. So now when I'm nervous or I'm feeling like, not sure of myself, I, t- I laugh and I could listen to his words in my head and I'm like, all right, put your shoulders back. You put your chin up and you walk into that room. I'm
1: going to have to you know? try that. I'm Greg F. and Demetrio.
2: <laughs> it helps. I don't know. It, may, it helped me that day. So that piece of advice in that moment was excellent. Another quick piece of advice is uh, Lou Veccarelli always tells me when I'm nervous um, that those butterflies, instead of saying you're nervous, is to say that you're excited because it's basically the same type of endorphins that are happening. So I will paradigm shift myself and I'll say, okay, I'm not nervous. I'm excited. It helps. It's all in your mind. It's just setting your mind. That's great advice. What do I call
1: that now? Mindfulness?
2: Yes. Mindfulness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Donna, thank you so much for coming on the show. Before we go, please let everybody know how they can contact you for more information
2: uh eight six seven five three oh nine. Oh no, that's an old song. Um for more information, make it for more, for more yeah. So for more information, uh they could certainly Google me, Donna Drake. Um I try to answer all my emails. Uh my personal email address is live it up TV show at gmail dot com. And I do my very, very best to get back to somebody within, you know, twenty four to thirty-eight hours. So
1: Terrific, Donna. Thank you so much. Thank We're you. going to have you back again soon. I just love talking to you. You have such great insights and you're just a, such a warm and loving person. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you. It's a pleasure. I appreciate it.
1: So don't miss any of the upcoming Ask Your CEO interviews. We'll have invited guests from all industries all over the country and the world. You can visit gregscorneroffice.com for the full video versions, or you can listen to our podcast on your favorite platform. So thank you all. And we'll see you again. Don't forget, subscribe and share far and wide. Thank you so much. See you next time.
0: That's a wrap on another Ask a CEO interview. We hope you enjoyed the talk. We'd love to hear from you. Visit gregscorneroffice.com, click the Ask a CEO tab, search your favorite listening app or view on YouTube. Click the subscribe button. And don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook. Until next time, goodbye from Ask a CEO.